Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Napolitan. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life, more business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. And today, my guests are going to be Giovanni Casals and Todd Walker. Yes, two guests. This might be our first episode with two guests. And we did it. This uh, We're going to be talking about how do you plan your fun first? Yes, you heard it. How do you plan all the fun things you want to do and then get all the work done that you want to get done and managing expectations with clients, with your boss, with customers? How the heck does that all work out? We're going to talk about it. So here we go. Thanks, uh, Giovanni and Todd, for joining me for this uh, podcast. And I know we we really want to dive into how do you, you know, we talk about more business and more life. How do we actually have that more life part? But what the heck do we do? Any suggestions? Throw everything out the door. Yeah, the old habits, right? Yeah. Let, let them go. You know, one thing I think we find is that we let life run us, you know, like how many of us, and I can't tell you how many clients I'm like, how does your day go? Oh, well, I wake up and I open my email and then kind of it's just off to the races, you know, and then they're just like, it's completely reactive. They're just like reacting to client after client after client, putting after fire, after fire, after fire. So what I always start with and, and, and Todd, this is what you always love talking about is plan your fun first, right? And I mean, and, and Todd, it wasn't that easy. So that's why going back to Giovanni, you, you know, you said throw everything out the window or did you say the door? I don't know which one. <laughs> either <laughs> either one. one. Just throw them out, throw them out both. Throw them out the window and the door, whatever you can get out. Because, because why, Todd, why is it uh, difficult to, why, why did you find it difficult to plan your fun first? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could tell me what I'm doing wrong, but uh, the, t- the typical way that I plan my fun is I do all of my work, and if there's time, I I do the fun. Yeah. So basically, again, a little reactive on that because you're saying, okay, I'm going to just do what I need to do, and then if I have time left, then I'll have fun time. Yep. Yep. That's been my my standard. Yeah, and I think and I I think many people have done that, and I included. I I definitely did that. I remember being at an amusement park with my then uh, girlfriend, now wife. Uh, and I'm like, I got to go. I got to I gotta go. I can't stay here anymore. Literally, we paid for tickets to go into Magic Mountain. Or is that what the one is? The one that's in Valencia, like on the way back from LA, right? So we were yeah. in Disneyland. And then on the way back, we're like, oh, let's do one more day. And then I was just stressing out the whole time because I wasn't getting enough work done. And like, we got off a ride and I was like, we got to go. And she said, we paid for the day here. I'm like, yeah, we got to go. She was so mad. And at that time in my life, she was always like, do you, is it, you never stop and smell the roses? She should have known. She should have known before she decided to marry me because I was like, okay, we got to go. And I went back to work. I like literally drove up to San Francisco and went right to work. And I remember she fell asleep on the couch uh, behind me. I was like at an edit suite and I just like, went to town and I was letting things take my life. And so coming back to this plan, my fun first, what I've, what I've done and it, and it took some um, mindset and, and let's maybe uncover that. That's why I want to open this discussion. You know, I plan my fun first because then that causes me to take the time uh, away from work. So what essentially happens is I force the work hours into said amount of time so that 
I leave, you know, like even right now I'm making my new plans for the, for uh, what, how I want to see the next year come. And I'm like planning when I'm going to get music lessons. And then I pay for an instructor. You know, you can learn a lot on YouTube these days. And I do, I'll put, I'll put my phone up and learn some piano and I'll learn things, but you know why I'm hiring a a pianist to teach me so that I show up. (laughs) So I show up. So then I'm like there, it makes, it forces me, especially if I pay the money, then I want the, the money or planning time with my family. It all comes to a Zig Ziglar story that I, I learned. And he, he said, why is it when we go on a holiday, we'll do so much more work before we leave? That's the question he poised. He's like, if you're going to go, and at that time he used Acapulco because it was a quite uh, attractive destination at that time. It's not as popular these days. So you, uh, he said, if, if I had two tickets to go to Acapulco and everything, Acapulco and everything was uh, paid for, flights, room, food, drinks, everything's paid for. And you're like, would you want to come? And people go, yes. And then he's like, okay, well then, um, you know, the only thing is we have to leave at eight in the morning tomorrow. Can, can you do it? And then, you know, some people say yes. Some people said no. Uh, they said, no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. I have obligations and whatnot. And then some people said I can. And then he asked them, well, what do you have to do between now and eight o'clock to get to meet me at the airport? Oh, I've got to do this. I got to get someone to watch my dog. I got to get someone to watch my kids. I've got to uh, do this. I got to do that. And the list goes on and on. And he says, you're going to get all that done before eight and be there on time. Yes. Yes, I will. And then he's like, well, how is that? Is that the normal amount of workload that you, you have? No. Oh, so how is it when we're going to go on a holiday that we can get that much done. And, and if you think about it in your life, when you really wanted to go somewhere or something was going on, then you got it done. And that's the kind of, in a way, pressure, you know, it is pressure, but it's a good pressure, you know, but it's putting that and fabricating that, that, that pressure instead of allowing it just to happen. We're actually saying, you know what, I'm going to have music lessons at that time. So that means I've got to be done to go to my music lesson, or I'm going to be forfeiting money, or I'm going to make a date with my wife, or I'm going to make a date with my children, or I'm going to uh, go do this, or I'm going to go do that. So planning my fun first enacted that ability to go the opposite of what you just said, Todd. So then now no longer am I saying, oh, if I have time left, it's like, no, I've got a meeting. <laughs> I've got to go. I paid for this and or whatever it is. And then and then I make that happen. And then guess what was happening? I started getting all my work done in a shorter period of time. Because if you allow, here's what I'll cap this all off with. And I'd love to hear uh, what your experience has been once you started applying this. I, If I allow the whole day to do something, I'll take the whole day. If I tell myself I need to get it done in this period of time, then I can give it a go. Now, it doesn't mean it always works. Sometimes I might give four hours to something and it really needs eight hours. Then I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Next time I know, okay, I got to do four hours one day and four hours another day, or can I do a whole eight hours? You know, we learn from this. I'm not saying it works perfectly the first time, but you start compartmentalizing what needs to be done. And then you, and I, I would, after applying this, I could work a four hour day and get more done than someone putting a full eight hour day in. Yeah. It's a lot of mindset. We think we're being productive, but, and, and this is proven statistically. You can look at it. Like, I love that show. Adam ruins everything. Has anybody ever seen that show? And he does one on work and he says it's less than half of the time. Anyone working is actually using productive time. 
I forget the statistic. I had it written down. I, I took so many notes. It's a 30 minute show. I filled pages of notes from that one because it's all in our theme, like work less. And everything he found statistically was like, if you work uh, that amount of hours, most of it's unproductive. Yeah. So, Steve, could you talk a little bit more about the macro versus the micro? So sometimes I get up in the morning and I open up my emails and that that uh, showers me with all kinds of rabbit holes that I get uh, trapped into. And then it postpones the things that I had planned to push it out later. And then, you know, uh, and then it just snowballs. So should I be looking at the year or should I be looking at the day hour by hour? Well, let's go back to that whole start of the day, right? Just stop doing that. (laughs) Stop looking at your email. Just stop it. Just stop it, Todd. Stop it. Don't open your email. You know what? Where Guess where email is in my schedule for the day. The end. End of the day. The end of the day. It's the last thing I do. And I tell people like, you're not going to get same day response from me on email. And I tell all of my clients, I tell everyone, you know, email is my slowest thing. If you need me quickly, you better text me. And if you do send me an email and you're like, I need you to look at this, then text me. But even that, When I start my morning, Todd, my phone is on airplane mode, Mm. airplane mode. The only time I use do not disturb is if I'm away from my family. So then this way my wife can get through, but you, and you, and if you don't know how to, if you go look how to use your phone, you know, but you can, uh, you can set do not disturb so that only like your, your partner or someone in your life that's, that you need, if there's an emergency can get through. But when I'm with my, when I'm with my family, then I'm already here so airplane mode it goes. And then I have my whole morning to, you know, meditate, read, journal, work out, all those things that are really important that start my day with high energy. Then the first part of work after I take care of self, the first part of work is my are my most important things. So typically, like when I'm writing my books, the the books I I've written, those are my first activities. I would spend an hour or two in the morning working on the book. Then I would get off to the day. And then the other thing that's really important to me is business development. If we're not feeding our business with new opportunities, then our business is 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 like starving, right? It's like it's like choosing not to eat for. A period of time. Now I've fasted before and I know many people do, but you can't do that forever, you know? So you've got to feed the body, especially if you're not drinking water, then forget about it. You know, like, you know, within hours you're already going into your body's already starting to go into other modes and shut things down because it's not getting water. The same things happen with our business. So those would be my highest priority. Number one, self. Number two, the most important thing you need to do for the day. Then number three, work on that biz dev. If you if you're doing biz dev, maybe you have a whole sales team and you don't have to do that anymore, and that's and that's fine. Even I do have a team, and like obviously Todd, you're on that team with me, but I still make calls too. And then then I get off to clients. Then I have client meetings, fulfillment meetings, team meetings, um, whatever else needs to be there, and then email, and I call it messages. It's like, so messages on LinkedIn, Facebook, and so I just call it all messages. It's all, and those have different priorities, right? So email might take more priority than Facebook or LinkedIn. And by the way, just a note, like in this last bit of building, Giovanni and I uh, have been working heavily on building out our, our uh, e-learning center and all these things. And it took, and many other things we're working on. Giovanni took a, a lion's share of some of that. And 
and I had uh, different tasks I had to do, like recording modules and all kinds of stuff. So I was down to 30 minutes a day of messages and that wasn't enough. Mm. So I was, so I, I was, I've been really behind on messages. We got through it. I delegated as much as I could, but ultimately I am going to increase that. But then you can measure that. It's like, do I need an hour of messages a day? And I have some clients, Todd, they like to do like, 30 minutes right after lunch or right before lunch because they got all their morning routine done and they check messages and then they check messages. Then And it all depends on the type of your business. Maybe you need to check those messages because part of your business is to handle emergencies. You know, like I work with lawyers and then they might have a client with an emergency. So they, it's not proper for them. Now you could delegate that to an assistant and then they can read and say, oh, that can go to their calendar tomorrow. That can go to their calendar tomorrow. Oh, this needs to be now. And then they appropriate that. But if you don't have an assistant, then checking your, your message, but it has to be later in the morning after you get all your stuff done. Does that help with the micro? Yeah. And I think one of the important things that you said in the beginning was that you set those expectations with your clients. So you know you can get your stuff done in the morning. You can do your self-care. You can do your music lessons. You can work on your business development and sales, knowing that people aren't waiting on pins and needles for you to get back to them. So that, that, that's huge for me as well. Setting expectations. You could even do it as an auto reply in your email. Hey, I check all my emails at 4 p.m. And I may not be able to respond within 24 hours because depending on the load of emails that I receive, I may not be able to reply to them the same day. Mm -hmm. So please give me patience. If this is an emergency, contact so-and-so in the office. Thank you so much for your email message. So you can have an email responder like that, you know, and you could put that on your voicemail. Hey, all voicemails are, uh, take so long for me to get back to da, 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 you know, like, um, whatever it is, you can set that. Right. And I'd just add to that is give yourself permission to not check your email or give yourself permission to, to do the things that you need to do first. Because I think um, what was coming to mind when you guys were talking about that is a lot of people feel guilty putting their pleasure first. Like they're planning their fun first, right? They feel guilty like, no, I have to do this work. Because if you're doing, if you're having fun, then you're not working. You're not make, if you're not working, you're not making money or something. So I think it, it comes down to allowing yourself to have that fun first and recognize that it's that having the fun allows you to have more space to be and do better at what you do. Right. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that Giovanni. That's, that's a, a big hurdle as well. Um, I feel like the first steps are planning it and then, you know, I'm at the stage where I'm actually trying to implement it and, and exactly what Giovanni was saying, uh, you know, I'll plan a hike with my wife and, and the dogs 30 minutes into the hike. I realized I wasn't even present for the first 30 minutes. I have no idea what we just walked past. It could have been a waterfall. It could have been a unicorn. I have no idea. I was thinking about work and how I should be sitting in front of the computer checking emails. You're at that amusement park and, and. You know, like I, I'm like, I got to leave. I just had to leave. I had to call it. I, I didn't even, I don't even know what rides we went on. And to this day, that was the only time I ever went to that park. I don't know what's there. I still don't know. You get to ask me what rides. I don't know. And we spent a half day there and I, I don't remember the ride. I know exactly what we're talking about, Todd. I have no idea what that place was like. <laughs> 
Uh, I would have probably been lost in a bush if I wasn't walking with her. You know, she would have told me, don't go there. I would probably been like sitting in a bush somewhere. What are I doing here? Uh. <laughs> so if, if that's some of the things that we're struggling with, Steve, would you say the first things that we need to do is plan, get, get, it, on the, get it on the calendar. And then once we have that, then start working on uh, feeling better about what, you know, like what Giovanni was saying. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts and Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast. And that's why she was my go-to because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow clients are important, wow relationships are important and working with Becky and her team is definitely wow i get an amazing experience i get to work with amazing people a lot of love and hugs let's put it that way so if you want to work with great people and you want to get a podcast out and you want to let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best then you definitely want to get a hold of pro audio voices and it's proaudiovoices.com and you'll be able to reach becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest Yes, it's a mix. So the first thing is you it's by design. So if you don't like your life, you're the architect. This is a choice, right? Like, you know, happiness is not going to come. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, you know, I got to work now and one day I'll be happy. I can tell you I've been with many millionaires and a few billionaires and they'll all tell you it, that, that, that didn't make money, did not make their happiness. In fact, some of them will even have told me they didn't even have money until they were happy. You know, people think that money changed people, but I, I've learned now, you, no, you have to change the have money. <laughs> That's the real story. Money doesn't change people. It amplifies them. So if, if someone's a jerk, they become a bigger jerk. If somebody is awesome giving person, then they're going to give more, you know, and this has been true to, to form. So, so back to the mindset that Joanne talking about, I mean, Here's the thing that we know, if this helps at all, and this does get deeper and it takes more time than this podcast will allow us, but maybe we can bring this into some consecutive conversations here. You know, the thing is, is that if it's by design, just like I said, and you want to choose happiness, you've got to choose it now. You've got to just take it and, and go and, and make that choice because living is now. You know, Robert Diltz uh, said, and he did a lot of meditation and uh, dimensional mind approach that Carl Bukite introduced me to, but he, uh, he says, the point of most power is right now. The point of most power is now. And so in that, we have to take control of that power. So it's not going to be perfect to your point, Todd. We just got to give it a go. And so you got to give yourself permission back to Giovanni to take that time and, and know this. This is what I had to learn is that it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the whole point of feeling guilty that you're not at your computer. Well, you know what? If you know, and this is statistically true, and you can go look and go look up Adam ruins everything. And it's the work. It's how, how Adam ruins work. 
or whatever. That's the title. So go look that up. I'm sure you can find clips of that. Hopefully you can. If you can't message us on the podcast, we'll, we'll find it for you. We'll find some of this data, but it is known and multiple sources that we're not efficient when we start working longer hours. Just think of it as like a drill. And I use this metaphor a lot. If you have a battery operated drill and you only have one battery left or one battery at all, and you're drilling holes and you need to do 10 more holes and you had a goal to finish those 10 holes before you go home for the day, and or 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 finished for the day. You're drilling those holes and it's going ring. The battery's about to die and it's barely spinning that thing. And you're sitting there and a little bit of sawdust is coming. You're not even able to drill the holes. You know, at some point you're gonna stop and then you're gonna put it down, plug in that battery, go home, and then in the morning you're gonna drill those 10 holes in less than a minute. Zip, 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 done, done, done. And now think about in yourself. When in our life have we ever pulled an all-nighter or worked really hard and then we got stuck and we went to bed and then right then when we woke up in the morning or shortly after, we fixed the issue, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're nodding your head, Todd. So yes, you've had this happen, right? And Giovanni, you've had it happen too, right? See, see, Yeah. Todd us to remember it's a podcast. No one can see you. <laughs> <laughs> You got to say yes. Uh, we <laughs> do have this on YouTube. So those people, the people on YouTube saw Todd. Okay. But for everyone else, Todd said yes with, <laughs> with, with, with shaking. So, so the thing that I, one of the point I'm making is then if we know this to be true, then giving yourself permission to go relax, to go on that hike with your family and fully be present and letting all that go, taking a break and then coming back then we can do it. And the best thing that helped me with it, Todd, was the plan. So my encouragement to you when you're going to go on that hike and you're going to, you committed to going on that hike, write down all the things you need to do before you go on the hike. So when you get back, you're like, that's the list of crap I need to do. Because what tends to happen when we go into the thing and what was happening to me in that amusement park was like, oh my gosh, I have a deadline. If I don't get this thing edited, I'm going to do this. And it's going over and over like a broken record. But if I had planned and said, okay, I have these two days or better yet, if I would have told the client, that, um, hey, uh, I'm going to, this is the day I can deliver the project. And I knew I had an adequate enough time. Then I would have totally enjoyed the amusement park. So I would have been like, oh, I can come back. I have two days to finish that project, yada, yada, yada. So it, it goes back to, like you said, Todd, communicating with the client, communicating expectations, but then also managing expectations with self. Mm. what are you committing to, to yourself? And so then the best thing I do is I write it down. That's why I have, we have the wow schedule program. The wow schedule method is about planning tomorrow today. So if we plan tomorrow today, then at the end, the reason I started to have to do this is because then I can leave, go have dinner with my family, enjoy the evening, knowing I already have a plan for tomorrow. So I would suppose, and let me ask you this, Todd, when you went on that hike, did you have a plan for what you were going to do when you got back to work? Absolutely not. Yeah. Hence the wandering mind, because you're trying to design what you need to do instead of having done it before and then have that freedom. So that's why when we plan our fun first, we plan our fun, we plan those hikes, we plan the time to go to the amusement park or whatever else we want to do. And then we got to plan the work that we want to get done in said time so that we can like work on that. And then that's what's iterative. Then we might make a mistake and say, oh, I can get that done in four hours and it really takes 10 hours. Then I have to, so then I'm like, oh, I learned from that lesson. That takes 10 hours. I better block that. If I do two hours a day for the next five days, I can get that done. No problem. Then tell the client or whoever is expecting something, hey, I'll have that done in five days because I'm going to do a little bit each day. Or I'm going to work uh, longer two days, do five hours one day and five hours the other. But then this is all by design. 
Make sense? Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Oftentimes, you know, being so client centric, we ha- I I have a tendency to sacrifice my free time, my family time, you know, to get the work done. And oftentimes, when I do what you're saying and communicate that with the client, they're like, "No problem. You could turn it in on Monday or turn it in on Tuesday, or you, you know, go ahead, take your time." So. Oftentimes, just asking and communicating with the client instead of sacrificing those things that you think you need to sacrifice to get it done. It's uh, it's so true because we're not managing expectations, you know. And you know, and we all have a mutual friend, Garrick, who actually we should have on the podcast. I was just thinking maybe we should put him on the list, uh, Giovanni. But the couch behind me. I don't know if you, if anybody is watching on the video. There's like a little couch behind me. Uh, Garrick was sitting on that couch and he got a message from a client and he's like, Oh man, I got to leave. And he had paid for a coaching session with me. So he's paying thousands of dollars to be with me. And uh, he's like, I got to go. And I'm like, really? How do you know? And, and the answer was, and there was no knowing he just immediately saw a client request immediately thought that it had to be done, done now. And so we took a break. I said, how about you take a break and you figure this out? We took a break and, uh, and I had to do something else anyway. So I went, I did some other tasks for myself, came back and he's like, oh my gosh, you're right. The client doesn't even want this right now. They, they can wait like a week or something. I can't remember the exact thing. So he's like, okay. And I, and I delegated it. I actually sent it off to somebody else to do the work and it can be done next week and it's fine. And then we went on with our coaching session. But his immediate response was, I have to do this now. I'll flip mode. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to leave the, the session. And, and I've done that too. I'm not picking on Garrick. Like we've all done this. All, uh, many of us, we assume when it needs to get done. So Big thing for anybody that's managing customers, clients, even your boss at work, if, you, if you're in your career, ask, when would you like this done? And chances are, it's less time than you put on yourself. Yep. Yeah. So I hope this is helpful. And I know this is a great discussion. I'm glad that we brought this up because we're all starting to plan for uh, a new year coming up when, you know, at the time that we're, but this is a timeless piece, even though this is timely for when we're recording this podcast. These are lessons for life. And believe me, do I have it perfect? No, I'm still making it better. I'm still redesigning. And I try different things, you know, like, oh, try this out. Oh, I don't like that. And then a couple of months later, I'll redesign my work week. Um, But I have successfully worked less than 30 hours a week, sometimes 20 hours a week. And I've even done a two-day work week when I'm traveling, like internationally. I've done one or two days of work, like packed it, designed it that way, and then took the rest of the week off with my family wherever I was in the world. So, and I did that on purpose because most people work five days and take two days off. I'm like, I wonder if I could work two days and take five days off. And I did it. I did it. It's by design. I had to design those days and I had to figure that out. And that's where the creativity comes in. So, so I'll leave everyone with that wonder, man. And maybe that's another podcast down the road too. We can talk about how the heck did I make a two day work week? I'm happy to, to share more on that, but I think we should wrap up this. Anything you guys want to add or you feel, uh, feel good about? I just want to say to people to be gentle with yourself, forgive yourself, and then be grateful that you're even taking these steps to, to make change. That's a huge one. Resetting. We, that's another podcast. We should write these down, huh? Uh, resetting, giving yourself permission to be kind and reset because it's not always going to go the way you thought it was. No, so. it's not. I like to think of it as a practice. It's like meditation, right? You don't get it the first time. It's just you try, like you said, you try stuff and then 
hope that didn't work or oh, that actually works and you just continue doing and, and then like Todd said you just reset and be kind to yourself like oh hey this day didn't work properly or the way I wanted it to go and then then it's like okay how do I what do I want tomorrow how do I want tomorrow to be and then you plan it and whatnot yeah and you're right. It's always a practice. Even when you go to a doctor's office that you're expecting them to be an expert, that's still called a practice, a law practice. All these people that are experts that we hire, they're still practicing. No one's perfect. We're all practicing to get better. So great, great point, uh, Giovanni. I love that. I love that. Um, and thanks for adding the kindness in there, Todd. We have to be kind. You can't beat yourself up, you know? Yeah, my... My girlfriend then, now wife, was pissed off when we left that amusement park. <laughs> definitely was some learning. That was some learning lessons there. And I definitely needed some kindness and some extra hugs. But that was what I thought I needed to do. I probably could have pulled it off without ruining our last day of our holiday and coming back pissed off. But I uh, needed to learn that lesson that day. So, Well, it wasn't so bad that okay. she's now your wife. So wasn't that bad. Yeah, I got it. She, <laughs> she stayed around. She stayed around. Boy, that girl's a trooper. If I told all the stories, you'd be like, what was she thinking? You know, maybe some people think she's a trooper and some people think she's just crazy, but I'm crazy too. So it works out. We're both crazy. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to the More Business, More Life podcast. Uh, thank you, Giovanni and Todd for joining me. And this is fun. We got to do more of these with our team. I, I had fun. So I hope you guys yeah, did too. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. All right. Well, tune in next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>